If you had to come up with a plan B to retool as a leader in today's economy, these are the exact steps you can take to thrive. Welcome to the Visionary Leaders Circle podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeannie Barrow. Hello, Andrea. So good to see you. Hi, Jeannie. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm so excited. Of course. And we have such a juicy conversation ahead of us. Today, we're going to talk about many different things, but before we do, I would like for you to introduce yourself to my audience. Who are you? What do you do? And why should they listen? <laughs> okay. Well, my name is Andrea Master Batista. My company is called Operation Inspiration, and I love to call myself a professional inspirer. I am actually an inspirational speaker and workshop facilitator, and I work with women, helping them to embrace and embody and really grasp who they really are so that they can create and live the lives that they love. Awesome. And I don't know who wouldn't want that. <laughs> so I'm so glad that you decided to say yes and join us today, Andrea. So we're going to talk about uh, a couple of topics. And I want to give you reins, free reins, to kind of introduce what they are, and then we're going to flow with them, and then I'm going to ask you more questions about them. But I know one of the topics we're going to start with is resilience. Yes, um, I've, I've had quite the healing journey of resilience, and it really uh, keys into my message and my goal with people, because my core belief is that no matter what challenges you face, you have the innate ability to be who you truly are so that you can create and live the life that you love. And I've been on, as you know, I've been on a healing journey. Um, healing Tell us a little bit about that, Andrea, because, you know, when people hear a healing journey, it could be an emotional healing journey, it could be a physical healing journey. What, this, what is, it's what is the of your story? All of the above. <laughs> yeah. I have spina bifida. I, I was born with spina bifida, scoliosis, and hydrocephalus. And... Um, as a result, I've had various medical challenges throughout my entire life. And um, uh, just over four years ago now, at the age of 50, uh, 54 people, um, I got what is known as a stage four pressure ulcer. I'm in a wheelchair, so I'm literally sitting 24 seven. And as somebody, uh, one of the doctors so succinctly put it, the body wasn't meant to sit 24 seven. Well, neither was the body meant to be a four foot eight inch frame with about 50 extra pounds on it. So I literally caused my own injury um, by keeping, I, I had, even though I'm this, you know, Miss Inspire Woman, inspirational speaker, I was letting my health go mm -hmm. um, for, for various reasons. We can go into in another interview, but I was yeah. letting my health go and it literally came to, the, to a head when um, a stage four pressure also burst from my body um, and not to put too fine a point on it, but I'm sitting on it. So yeah. what it necessitated was immediate and strict bed rest mm. so that it can heal. Um, it's not something that heals quickly. This was a, a over three year journey uh, of complete bed rest. So my, my, I literally had torpedoed my life with my bad health habits and wound up on bed rest wondering how I was going to get my life back, get, you know, run my business from bed, pay my bills and the whole enchilada. So uh, it was literally an exercise of resilience and bouncing back. Absolutely. And just listening to your story, Andrea, and I'm, I'm picturing all the things that you're saying as you describe them. 
And so when you say a healing journey, you literally mean a physical and emotional healing journey. And how right. many of the people who are listening are on their own journey of healing from so many different things that we've encountered in our lives. So let's go into what was for you the pivotal moment that made you realize I need to take care of myself? It, what, it, what was that? It was literally that moment in the doctor's office. And it was a nurse that actually diagnosed me before the doctor even came in that uh, a nurse with, I have to say, a very horrible bedside manner came right in, uh, barely introduced herself, looked, looked at my injury and said, yes, I've seen this before. You're gonna be here for, for months. And what she said at the time, without, you know, without any kind of compassion or anything, it was just matter of fact. And I honestly went into what I call the full on Oprah ugly cry. As soon as she said that I broke down in the doctor's office, it was, um, I have described it as the best and worst moment of my entire life. The worst being I torpedoed my life and the best being because literally moment, moments after I got over the cry, which lasted a few minutes, um, I realized this is an opportunity for me to show my, my clients, my audience, what I'm really made of and to live that credo of no matter what challenges you're facing. And I was in the weeds with this challenge. I can rise from that challenge and create and live my most fulfilling life. And that's what I set about doing. So that, so the worst moment of my life was the pivotal moment of me realizing um, I could not change the past, but I could damn well change the future. Absolutely. And from that place of being down, right? Like this is my rock bottom, being able to then pick yourself up by the bootstraps to say, how do I go from here? You know, where do I go from here? And and being bedridden for three years, it's it's almost like you were forced to heal. You were forced to 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 go Absolutely. into your healing journey to it, come out on top on the other side. It was yeah, it was my body saying, okay, we're gonna lay you out. So literally it just take you down so you can rebuild everything and rebuild everything. Um, I love pop culture references, and I'm going to show my age here. Um, my definition of resilience is different from the dictionary definition because I, it, there is a scientific definition of a substance, substance going back into its original form. Well, um, I, I love superhero references, so I say resilience is about not going back to your original form, but being better, faster, and stronger. So it's <laughs> like literally it. that $6 million man reference. That. So yeah. I, I and, love it. I absolutely did because um, with the help of a lot of people and I called, I literally called my heal. I have a healing team Absolutely. Um, of everything, everything from the physical to the emotional, to financial. I have, I put my healing team together when this happened and um, it, it, it just, I, I, I'm not going to say forced me because I could have gone in the absolute other direction and said, you know what? I made my, literally, uh, I was healing in the bed behind me. I made my bed and I'm, I'm going to lie in it for the rest of my life, but that's not who I am. And it never was. I said, you know what? I'm right. I'm, I'm, there's a, there's a saying that says life is an occasion rise to it. And I rose to the occasion. It's beautiful. And that's why I love having you as a guest, because I know so many of our, of our audience members, many of us find ourselves in a place where we never anticipated we were going to be here. And whether we're dealing with something that's 
physically health related or uh, getting over a divorce or uh, dealing with an illness with some of our children or aging parents or a really difficult work situation where we believe, oh, how can I go into work again and face another day? We all have our challenges. We all have um, those, what I call the, the valleys that we go through. And so what I want to talk about for, for our audience today is the resilience that it takes to recognize where you are and the fact that that does not define you. And so leaders, right, no matter what situation they're going through, and I always say people are leaders in their own lives, so you don't have to be titled. You don't have to be in some corporate job with a title that makes you a leader. I believe we're, we can all be leaders in our own lives. The leaders that are in the moment going through so much upheaval with the way that our economy, the going back to work, the reintegrating our workforce, whether it's virtual or hybrid or, you know, a company, we are dealing with so much right now, mm -hmm. uh, in addition to our own baggage that we're carrying around. And as leaders, we have to kind of put our baggage to the side and deal with the people that we serve. And it's difficult to do that when you're carrying huge bags on your back, right? It is, it is. I, I have an interesting take on that, actually, because it speaks to um, because I, uh, I feel like, uh, even though it took me a long time to embrace it, I'm a leader for my, for my audience. Um, I'm a thought leader, um, but I'm also the leader of my company. I'm, this, I'm, the C, I'm the chief empowerment officer of my company. That's what I call myself. So I put, I put myself in this leadership position. Um, I, because of my health issues, I can't put that, I can't put my baggage aside. So I, I, I'm, I'm now, and, and this is this is the way I handle things, uh, because this I this health issue was out in the open. I could there was no way to hide it at this point. I spent years trying to hide a weight issue that reared its ugly head through my illness. So hiding things does not work. So I understand what you mean when you say put things aside, but there are some things that you actually can't, and yeah. that actually to me. That benefits leaders, and I it benefited me as a leader because it gave me credibility. Um, when I look at leaders, there are some. Uh, I grew up in a corporate culture, if you will, there where you did, you know, you can't say what's, you know, what your personal stuff is, what's going on with you, um, and it, and even as an employee, you know, you, you got to buck up, come to work, you can, you know, leave leave the personal stuff at home, but. To me, the best leaders and the best bosses I ever had were the people that were honest about what they were going through because it gave them the humanity rather than than having that image of just the the yeah know, the mean old boss that wants you to you know just produce produce produce. Um, so I really feel strongly that showing your vulnerability and how you are resilient and and rising from whatever challenge you're going through, but whether it be personal or business it behooves you yeah. to show, to show that humanity. That's, yeah. that's how I deal with it. I believe it makes you more authentic as a yeah, leader. Exactly. Exactly. And human that, to your point. It lends to your credibility as a leader for, for your, um, for your team, for your employees and for your clients as well. Yeah. Andrea, thank you so much for making that point because when I referred to dropping your bags, 
there is the figuratively yeah and the literally right and so to your point if you have an illness that you can't leave aside it's 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 you carrying it with you it's it's using that to your advantage mm. as the leader right to connect with people to to be more human to your point with them and to deepen that connection which could help you influence impact you know have work that has more purpose because you are now not only doing the work that everybody has to do but you're doing it with with a different level of purpose and connection with the people that you're working with you used you used a great phrase because you said turn to your advantage and that is exactly what i do i i teach people how to take their and some people call them weaknesses and i call them challenges whatever you want to call it i help people to take their weaknesses and challenges and turn them into their superpowers or their greatest advantages yeah i call them opportunities can, absolutely you can do it you, because that's what i did i said you know what um and i laughingly say at the beginning of 2017 eight months before my injury ever reared his ugly head i was looking for new material for my audio like my material was getting stale and i said i was like as our friend victoria would say i was praying to the goddesses and guardians please give me new material well laughingly now eight months later i got it just not in the in the form that i wanted absolutely. so i literally took that that mess and made it my message absolutely i love that and so Let's talk about uh, living your authentic life, right? Because ultimately, I think we believe, by the way, I know Andrea because we're part of the same tribe. We mm -hmm. frequent the same tribe. We meditate together. It's uh, something that we do for our self-care. And so we've gotten to know each other. And of course, I wanted to have her on this podcast because of the perspective that she brings. Many of us think that we have uh, that the world is, the sky is falling, sky is falling, sky is falling. And I've always valued so much having perspective to zoom out, to really look at the situation more realistically. And instead of mm -hmm. stacking bad news and bad stuff, one on top of the other, being more observant and being a witness to your own life. And to do that, to have that self-awareness, you have to zoom out. You have mm -hmm. to become more objective with yourself. So let's talk about what does it, what is required for people who are listening, who hear the, the phrase living your authentic life. And we hear this from, from many coaches and, and uh, in, in our industry, right? The knowledge industry, how do people live their best life? What are some of the ingredients that you believe are required for us to embrace our best life in this lifetime? Mm -hmm. It actually, it actually starts with that word of uh, words, authenticity and vulnerability and courage, because it takes courage to do both of those things. Um, and it's not, um, I, I, I always hesitate when I say that because I, I almost think I make, I'm making it sound easy. It's, it's not easy. It is a lifelong journey. Um, it, it took me a long time to get here. And I actually, it wasn't until I was 37 that I started living authentically um, as who I was really meant to be. And it's been a journey to get here and I'm not, and I'm not even done, but the, the, when you start by, I'm trying to think of a story. I spent many years, I spent many years in jobs 
that I hated doing because I was rising that corporate ladder and, oh, that's the, so, you know, that's the next step that everybody expects me to do. But I was getting further and further and further away from the person that I was meant to be because I was, rather than listening to my authentic voice inside, I was listening to everybody else on the outside of the, like this, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so it really, it starts with listening on the inside rather than to everybody else. And uh, that's hard to do when you're surrounded is. by people and you are a go-getter and you're a high performer and you're a high achiever, right? We, we sometimes think that there's this roadmap in front of us that this is what I'm supposed to do. And as you, I mean, people who've been working for years understand what we're talking about, but may, many of us are still stuck on that track. Many of us are still on that quote unquote wrong track for us because sometimes you even feel like you're locked in. And so I'm glad that we're arriving at this point because I started my own business, as you know, when I was 47 years old, you've been, you've also been running your own business and it hasn't been until later in life that right. we have been implementing what we consider to be our voice and our purpose. Exactly right. And by, and by the way, our purpose and our voice now, because it was different when we started our corporate jobs. And, and by the way, I loved my corporate career. I thought it was super aligned to who I was and what I wanted back then. And it gave me everything that I wanted until and, it didn't anymore. And maybe it was, maybe it was back then, but we, we grow and change, we evolve. Yeah, we evolve. We did the same time. Um, yes. we, we evolve. And that's what I think a lot of people don't yet understand. You know, once they get in a job or get in a track, oh, I'm meant to stay here. Um, I'll, 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 I'll do the Victoria, uh, Victoria thing. I'll turn this on me. I literally went from corporate person to web designer, to inspirational speakers. So I've had different careers of, you know, since my early twenties uh, and, you know, in, in 30 yeah. something years, um, we, we evolve and we grow and we don't often give ourselves the chance to do that. Right. I think we're supposed to stick in a certain place. Absolutely. And for those of you who are listening, who are wondering what is my next step? What is the path for me? I bring you Andrea and I bring you my career as an example that at every stage in this, this journey that we're on, it's okay to stop and question, am I on the right track? Is this really, do I feel like this is aligned with who I am today and who I was in my twenties and who you were in your twenties, Andrea, is very different from who you were in your thirties, forties, and fifties. And we're in our 50s. So I'm sure it will be different in our 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. And so you use the word courage mm -hmm. and the importance of leading with courage and living with courage and how it's a must-have ingredient to live an authentic life. What are some of the ways or some of the reasons or what are some of the factors that get in the way you believe from working with your clients for people living their authentic life. And I know that this could be a very long answer, but as we're winding down in the interview, I would love to really explore that because if anybody can resonate with some of the ones that you share, I, I believe it's going to be helpful. What gets in the way is us. I get in my own way every day still. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's because I'm not listening to my inner voice. I'm listening to 
everybody else around me of, oh, you know, Andrea, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. I think that this is the better path for you. Um, and I used to listen to the outside, you know, I thought, oh, it, my parents knew better than I did, always knew better because they were the authority figures. And um, my bosses knew better than, than I did because they had been doing this longer than I have. My teachers knew better than this because they were teachers. Um, I wasn't giving credence to the voice inside me that was often screaming at me, you're on the wrong path. You're on the wrong path. And I'm gonna go back to my injury for a second because that was a key moment of, um, like I said, taking me down so I could get on my true path. Right. So when you, I, I say to your audience and all those leaders out there, when those challenges happen, um, I'm sure you've heard this before, but I'm going to turn it on its ear a little bit. The question is not, you, you often ask yourself, why is this happening to me? Start with, why is this happening for me? And I'm, I know you're, I can hear you all out there saying, Andrea, heard this before. Let me finish. Take it beyond that. Why is this happening for me? How can I turn it to my advantage? How can I grow from it? How can I let it make me better? And how can I let it help me serve the world better? So yeah. those are my, my five questions. And that's what gets me to a better place when I'm having those. Because I, even as a leader, as, as you know, as Inspiral Woman, I have those doubtful days. Of course. And I, and I have, and I have, you know, the challenges have come. I've had um, setbacks in my healing journey. You've seen much of them. Why is this happening? What am I not learning yet? Um, what do I need to do? What course correction do I need to make? How do I need to turn this to my advantage? How do I grow, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, and that all speaks to having a growth mindset. And that could be very difficult in the moment, but we know that with practice, we know that with immersing yourself in the right community of people too, it helps tremendously because we all are on this journey. We are not perfect. We're constantly evolving. We're constantly noticing how we get in our own way and how we can get, get out of our own way. So I am so grateful that you got to share your story with us today, Andrea. And I hope that the audience who's listening uh, reaches out to you. And how can they find you? My website is, I've actually created a world. My website is actually operationinspiration.world. You can find all my social media there. If you start there, everything is there. Operation Inspiration, that world. I love it. And Andrea, I look forward to seeing you again in our meditation. And I want to thank you for devoting your time to share your story and your insights with the leaders that are listening and watching. Thank you so much. You are, you are a goddess. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you want to learn the number one success secret to helping your leaders retool in only six months, go to flmprogram.com to learn about our fearless leadership mastermind. Don't miss out. Your leaders will gain the capabilities they need to solve the challenges you're facing and achieve the business results you want. With everything else you have going on, we want to take this off your plate by providing a turnkey, scalable solution that will give you a high return on investment. The next leadership training starts soon. Visit flmprogram.com to get the details. 
If you enjoyed our content, subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. And if you want to stay in touch and hear from us, join our community to receive valuable strategies and expert advice at executivebound.com. Join our movement to heal leadership around the world. See you soon.